What is up, everyone? Welcome to Jammers in the Rough. I am taking it. You didn't stumble on us by accident, um, and you mean to be here. And if you did stumble on us by accident, you are in tune for an amazing guest. Dallas, the diva, McBoy Garber is on. He just... We'll let him talk. We'll get into him in a second. We have, as always, Cody, the absolute worst Waldron. We have Josh, the floral hat master, Winter. And, of course, the hand that feeds us all, Paige Smith. Or her tato. Just wanted to, you know, put that out there. I've tried new nicknames for myself since uh, <laughs> I can't get one given to me. I'm just gonna make my own up, guys. So, Dallas, how have you been? I think it's been six, seven months since we've had you on here. And last time you were on here, you sparked Grandma's disc golf trophies. Well, you created something last time you were on here. So, what is up? I'm not. I'm not a Raider fan. I just want to point that out. I well, I mean, should chat things differently. So <laughs> you are now. He's a, not a, He's a trespass fan. He's a huge <laughs> trespass fan. We talking dynamic uh, yeah, trespass? Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. One fifty-seven gram. One fifty-seven. Flippy. My goodness. <laughs> so, how's uh, your year been going? It's been pretty good so far, Paige. Thanks for asking. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, I feel like playing, the big talk uh, was. Are you, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Off already? Nope, nope, go bad, ahead. No, I. I mean, I don't got to talk. It's fine. I want to hear you, you talk. You do. People hear talk, me talk Alex. all the time. I'm just excited to have you on here. We're gonna break you out of your little shell. You're talking. Mm. <laughs> um, but the Portland Open was super fun to play in. Definitely. The funny thing is, it's not my favorite tournament of the year still. Uh, my favorite tournament of the year was that like C tier in Arizona that like Habsu won. So I was up in like February. I've had some good tournaments this year. I think the next like six or fewer are all A tiers or majors. And I'm. Okay. I think so. Yeah. I got C Tech. Like... Yeah. You started going at, Pretty what sure. was that? Uh, SeaTac tournament that you, did you you won it right? Yeah, I won the AM tournament, which qualified me for the one that I'm playing this weekend. Yeah, the the you're there. Which I mean, the gimmicky course, the super gimmicky course. I think SeaTac is one of the, the funnest casual courses you'll ever play, <laughs> but one of the worst tournament courses you could ever play. It's super gimmicky. Just because you suck in woods. I don't suck in woods. I'm known as straight. These are some of those uh, things that Paige is known for. So I'm not only am I the hand that feeds, I am also known <laughs> as the gap hitter. That's, so <laughs> That's what everybody knows me as. So, so I don't bad. know what you mean by me being bad in the woods. <laughs> That's where I made my name for myself, Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> we got breaking Mr. news. No touch Paige. Oh, uh, Mr. I don't have touch Dallas. I just throw a berg. Hey, it works. I was laughing because I was so. Works. So some of you guys don't know, this guy made his PDGA um, debut today. He eagled hole one at the PDX Open. First disc golf pro tour event ever. First hole. And the first like throw off of this puts him up into eagle range. And he throws his berg in. So is yes. a throw in? Here, let's let's watch it. I, got, I haven't pulled up. Let's watch. So it. we haven't pulled Paige, up, guys. Paige hates bird throwers. Hates I do nuts. absolutely, and Dallas is the main reason why. All right, what are you First throwing off the tee here? So the tee is like a 163 gram Emperor eye blend, super okay. flippy. It's like really understable. Um, apparently, this drive went like 458. <laughs> So, I kind of bombed this one. It was like... Hashtag Sam Benson on the bag. Yeah. It was like five feet in bounds or something. Just barely. And then this shot was a pure. Oh, this is your pure, not your bird? 
Yeah, oh. Pierre, it's 290. I'm not throwing a bird 290. <laughs> okay. Heck of a shot, though. Heck of a mm. shot. And that's oh, that's my grandpa hooping and hollering. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were saying that was your grandpa, like on YouTube, right there. So, <laughs> when I heard this happen, when I saw this happen, I messaged Dallas because it cracked me up. So I played the West Side Blind and the like MA1 Amside like tournament, and Dallas said, "No matter where I get to off the tee, don't go for birdie, just lay it up." That is Dallas's take on that hole. That's what he told me. I had like 315 in and I was sitting there and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna listen to Dallas. I I threw it, took my par and moved on. And so when I saw that this boy that told me to not go for birdie got the eagle on hole one, I was livid. <laughs> <laughs> this is that was ridiculous. Oh, that oh, old. Five See, that quit. God, old page back, right? back to the Damn same thing. You. you finally got to him where he just, you know what? Dallas cool. is just better than me. Just reach He's never one of the state. Yeah. So, what yeah. is it about the that C tier that you like so much as your favorite tournament? Um, it's not like so. There's not flags and sorry. One second, mom. Mama, mama, mom, 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 mom. No, she's so trying to get into mom, the car. Mom, mom, oh no, meatloaf. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I got back right in time. Ordering Happy Meals over here. Oh, God. <laughs> what is it? Six piece, not a four piece, mom. <laughs> Chocolate milk. Big kid's meal. Big kid's meal. I'm a big boy. <laughs> Don't forget the toy. <laughs> boy toy, boy toy. <laughs> All right. All right. So, man, I was so happy when you left. I know. I got disconnected. Good. I hopped back in at the right time. That's how we feel all the time, Dallas. So, <laughs> were you going for the throw in? Because I felt like that throw, you weren't gonna like blast the basket. You weren't like gonna be thirty or forty long. I think if you airball it, you're have like a 15 foot comeback or putt like can you walk us through like that moment what were you thinking well first of all the i'm gonna start the tee box um because my name gets announced there's like 50 people watching just to like see me tee off so they all like scream and everything i start to like shake a lot what is going on uh, right oh Okay, um, I'm going to shake a lot of the tea. And you hear? <laughs> you hear? Come on, Del, we're listening. It's, it's, sorry. Sorry. You, you get razzed by two potatoes. That's the way of the world. <laughs> it's hard to throw when, like, there's so many people watching and everything. I'm talking. But the drive. I wasn't trying to throw it that far at all. I was trying to be more of like a layup and just play the car. But I just kind of crushed it and it turned over perfectly and got in bounds. Um, I think I was 288 exactly out when I threw it in. The one problem with that hole is there's hazard like 20 feet past the basket, maybe. Everything that gets around uh, so it, right? You're 20 feet short, you're 20 feet to the left, behind it, to the right. Like, yeah. To the right's actually safe. Yeah. It's safe for like a long time to the right. So I was trying to turn it over. I had a really good angle to just like turn it over to the right and give myself like a 40-foot death putt kind of. Um, didn't put enough Annie out of it. And I thought it was 100% in the hazard lawn. I still feel like if it airballed, it was going in the hazard lawn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't think so. It looked like the pace was slow enough on it. Especially if it's 290, like... You're saying like you're gonna throw your pure 330, and I don't think I've seen you throw it more than 310. To be honest, I can definitely throw the pure like 320 on a good shot. Yeah, but not slightly uphill. Not with, you know. Well, with not... how Sam said it was like the adrenaline boost, kind of those first yeah. few drives were just bombed, and then start get the nerves out, and it lessened. So. 
I watched this video more than a few times, but can you pull it up, Josh? I'm gonna have you pause it at a certain point. We're gonna watch this again, guys. Because hold on. No, don't do the don't do the high five. <laughs> oh, we're doing the high five. So you already know. Oh. Watch again. Oh <laughs> yes, you know. <laughs> there's a controversy online about it. There is. Like, there's a big controversy. You've been you've been called out, Dallas, about what? for your behavior on the field. <laughs> well, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Uh, muted. Give me one second. Let me get this set up. Uh, what if I go like that? There we go. Okay, pulling it up now. Where are you? Boom. All right. Also, okay. uh, mad props for not using the whole T pad here. Way to just go into your normal like step count. That's the longest T pad I've ever seen. Yeah, it's I said it was James too. Conrad approved. I'll say James Conrad could do a flip on that. All right. All right. Good throw. Good tee off. This is beautiful, pure, right in the basket. Look at that. Boom. Mm. I mean, it, but here. So we're going to there pause it. So oh Dallas just ghosts this guy right here. <laughs> Whoever this guy is, just left hanging in the biggest way on the biggest stage. At Dallas's biggest moment of his career, he's just baby raptor legs, and he just look at that dodge. He even mm-hmm. ducked under his elbow. Just That's ducked. He's like, "Move out of my way! <laughs> I gotta clear this basket." Stranger danger. <laughs> Who is that guy? Exactly. You ain't my caddy. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow! And then he just holds it up. Yeah. And then gives everybody you high, high, high five. five the guy, other guy. Yeah. Wow. The other guy. The other two guys get high five. Yeah, get some love, but that guy Where just forever. Just. Ghost, oh. ghosted, and and Pagerson. I don't think he would have went out of bounds long on that one. It was coming down, nice and soft. Oh, there it is again. Jeez Louise, man! The you need the guy with the, the prodigy five. bag. You high five the prodigy bag. <laughs> so, so like, walk us really, by. What did this guy do to you in yeah. the walk up to like not deserve a high five? Did... <laughs> the people want to know. He was really nice the whole round. I... When I watched the video back again, I felt kind of bad. He's too tall for me. No, I couldn't even see up there. Wow, you have a height bias? That's messed up, dude. Just just intimidating. I can't do it. That's messed up. I said to give you a heck. So, Portland Open after that hole. And we don't need to spend too much time on it, which is huge. But you follow that a hole up with a couple birdies. I think what three to get you down to five down, and then you bogey to finish at four down. I know. I know. What? No. Sorry, this is a family takeover, I guess. Josh is just holding his his restless board. It's restless. (laughs) It's restless. I like how Uh, Josh has his own baby. But. Oh yeah. For the because you started off what the second or the third tea time? Because you were oh, early, it right? The, it was the third. Yeah, third. It was the third. I'm pretty sure. And so your four down was actually leading the tournament about a quarter or three quarters of the way through, um, and you were still like top twenty when you walked off the course. And granted, I don't think that held, but you were still like really high up there on the charts. Um, how was that for your first? Your first round, you get home, you get all of this excitement around you. People are like messaging you. Um, how did that set you up for the next couple of days? How was that feeling for you? Just kind of explain what was going on. In those so, moments. like you said, I start off four down through five, which was the best start anyone had on the entire tournament. Um, but funny enough, at the end of the round, I was like really mad about my round because I started off so good like those first five holes and then I do not think I got another birdie the entire round I had like I felt like six or seven birdie putts had um, an OB stroke two missed circle one putts at the end it was like I don't know super bad finish I think if I just played kind of normally I should have shot about that four to six down range 
Mm-hmm. But like you look back at the scores, I shot like a ten twenty, um, got an eagle throw, and I played really good. But it never helps when you miss a fifteen foot putt on the last hole, yeah. especially when it's like for a par. I don't know. No, I get that. And that's where like, like bittersweet. Yeah, as I was say, started off with the eagle is absolutely amazing. But I think like anytime I've aced in a tournament, which is like I think once. But it's like anything after that, it's hard to recover from that because it's like that was such an amazing feat. Like starting off hole one with the eagle and then going four for five, like mm-hmm. four down through five holes. Like it's hard to match that because clearly nobody on that level matched that on the weekend. And then, you know, it kind of fizzle out there. Was it like just the beating, the exhausting of the course? Was it your mental game? Was it just like nerves? What was like prevented you from, I guess, closing out in such a like a big fashion? Because I thought you were, to be honest, after I saw you four through five, I thought that back section suited you so well that you were going to finish like six to seven down. Yeah, so uh, moving now, lighting might be a little bit weird. Wait, let me get my seatbelt on. Got, got you should safe. be wearing a seatbelt. And a booster seat. Oh and a booster my. seat. Uh, the booster seat's only for the front. Good idea. <laughs> um. Anyway, so the front side, like the, those first eight holes, I played actually really good. Uh, my goal for the first like eight holes was even to one over. Uh, it was hole nine through twelve. I expected to get at least two birdies, and I went one over on that stretch. Mm-hmm. I think the. Pretty sure when I looked, the average was like a two to three down on that stretch. So I lost like four strokes on those holes. And that's really where I lost it. I didn't even lose it on like the the back six holes. Those are also birdies, but that's not where I lost it. Birdies? Yeah. A lot of birdies. Yeah, I can see that. Especially like I think when you get like sections that you want to carve out and you come over instead of negative – that's always tough to like recover as well from just, I mean, mentally. So, I mean, what was your favorite side, West or East? So during practice, I hated the West. I thought it was like a really bad course layout. But when we played the tournament, I actually really liked it. And that kind of sounds biased because I shot really well on the side. But I felt like the West played better than the East. Like kind of flowed a little bit better. I don't know though. I think the East was a better layout. Was it East the, the rounds? The, the third and fourth round was that East? Yeah, third or, and fourth round yeah. was East. Okay. It's an easier side for sure. Sorry, I'm having a having a oh. Dallas meltdown over here. So it's, Children are distracting the boys tonight. What is happening? Yeah, so. Uh, west side. What was your favorite hole on that west side? My favorite hole? Now you're going to have to, like, get me to run them back in my head. Mine. So I can say my favorite one on the west side while you think about it. So what was it, like, five? The putter, putter, par four? That's all. Uh oh, he's on the move again. No, he's probably driving under a bridge. So while he's doing that, I guess. Did I, did I lose connection? Yeah, you lost connection. So I like the putter par four because I thought it was a cool way and not a gimmicky way to make a putter par four um, an actual thing. I think making putters mid range shots are always such a tough thing when you do it to people resort to gimmicks. Like, what was the. Was it the one in Austin where they had like the 280 to try to make people throw putters? Um, I think this way did it in a cool way that showcased putter touch that couple eagles on the day, uh, people going for it, but not everybody had that skill to land on a slope like this. Um, that was also very, very narrow, about what, like 60, 70 feet from water to green um, at 500 feet. So that was my favorite hole. I thought it showcased, you know, a cool style of golf that I would like to see on other courses. So your favorite hole, Dallas? My favorite hole was probably either hole four 
or hole nine. I really, really liked hole nine. It was just like a dead straight 360. You have to throw like a kind of flip up fairway driver or mid if you have the distance and just throw a dead straight. There's no right gap. There's no left gap. The only one you have to hit. And I really liked that hole. Mm-hmm. Um, hole four, my favorite thing. My favorite thing about hole four was the people who went for it. If you don't land it in bounds, you go to the drop zone, which was a very hard up and in still mm. drop zone. So like kind of risked a bogey if you went for it off the tee. Yeah. Sometimes you see those like 50 foot drop zones where it's still putting through birdie. I don't know. Yeah. No, I think that's a great, great analysis. Like, cause it's like, well, you're not going to be rewarded for going for it. There's that slight punishment for it, which, but it's not like unfair punishment. You're not taking a triple bogey by going for it. It's like, nope, you're going to settle for a par. You're not going to walk away with the birdie like some of these other holes. So, what the amateur tournament that was an A tier as well, right? The one that qualified you for CTAC? Or is that a B tier? Sorry, I. It's either I'm breaking up a lot or you're breaking oh, up a lot because I didn't. Oh, hear it's you. you just said. It's 100% it's you, Dallas. Just do it's better. It's a you thing. Oh, right. Not a us. It's a you. <laughs> <laughs> so I was saying the CTAC tournament that you won was an A tier, right? The amateur yes. ones? I, Mom. And then. Was the AM CTAC tournament an A tier? She says no. But it might have been. Let's see. Dallas, Garber, PDGA. Uh, no, CTAC takeoff, amateur only was the A tier. Oh, wow. All right. So yeah. that's, I think that's so three A tier wins then. Eve won two A tiers on the year. Two of them, the two of those eight tiers qualified you for pro like pro events, um, PDX Open where you made your your debut on that big scale, and then this weekend at SeaTac, which is the A tier. Um, can we talk about some of your motivation leading to this year? Because I think a lot of people talk about it, but you were disciplined enough. Weirdly, at, you know, like at 14 years old, 15 years old, you were disciplined enough to look at your analytics into the coming in the season and realize that you play your worst golf. January through March, um, really like December, like the winter. And you intentionally took it off based off of those analytics, which not only shows like crazy restraint, discipline, um, but can you talk a little bit about that? What led to that? Because not only has it paid off with two A tier wins, a pro tour showing a big splash at these things, but you actually did it where I think a lot of people talk about it. Um, so I just want to hear from like your side, what kind of led up to some of that, that decision-making. And I think you've had a lot of great support around you um, helping you navigate this, which I would love to hear more about as well. Well, um, the whole like February, January thing is hundred percent true. I've never played like consistently good tournaments in those months. And even if I did, it was never fun. It's always cold and wet. I hate, hate those months. Um, so my mom pretty much just, like, said, we're only doing big tournaments this year. No, like, C-tiers, no rinky-dink type of stuff that I did a lot last year. So I think if you go back and look through, I think I've only done one C-tier this year. And that one C-tier was, like, my favorite term of the year still. Two. Uh, what was the other seat here? The Hangover really? Classic Hornings Hideout, supported by Innova Discs C tier. That was on January first. Oh, that was still a good tournament, though. You got seventh. Um, I guess I'm any more of like the not NADGT one day flex start type stuff. Yeah, I think you're um, you're taking a very like for me like as your goal this year is junior worlds. And I think instead of filling it with a bunch of fluff tournaments, you're putting yourself on a big stage and delivering every single time on those big stages. So that when it comes to junior worlds, you're getting ready to deliver on a big stage. 
taking off time also helped me uh, practice a lot more about like the stuff I really needed to do um, instead of like playing tournaments every weekend when I wasn't a hundred percent ready. Um, and my dad is my main practice guy. Since I have to get driven out there anyways, he just kind of plays with me. Um, so he's, he's nice to have at practice. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. And like I said, I think it's just a good, good take because I think everyone just wants to play as many tournaments as they can and being able to slow it down and be intentional into it, I think is a good way to go about it. But seeing it from a 15 year old standpoint and not like a 20 year old, 30 year old standpoint is cool. Cause you see that on the pro tour where you have like Chris Dickerson only play, doesn't play the West leg. He only plays like the Midwest push and a little bit of the East coast push. Uh, Matty O was kind of famous for that as well. And, you know, initially it was because part of you couldn't pay him, but, now that they make the money, they're still not doing that transition. Eagles kind of picking and choosing his tournaments. He, you know, he did three in a row and ended up having to drop out of PDX Open because he pushed himself a little too hard. So I think watching some of like what you're doing at 15, like not only I think speaks testament of that discipline, but it's helping you carve a path for success rather than being like any tournament, anytime, anywhere, I'm going to be playing nonstop, which I don't think a bad approach to that. I know like LaCastro has one of the highest earners um, in disc golf because of that. Um, but finding what works for you, I think is really important. Yeah. So this weekend, SeaTac, you got your practice round in. How was that? I, I have not gotten my practice round in. We are on the way. Oh, I thought you were, sorry. I thought you were getting your practice round in today. Wow. I got school, Paige. What Pay do you want me to do? Paige. I want you to on, drop out of school, start taking disc golf seriously. Context clues. <laughs> Wait, Dallas, are you still in school? Like, is your school year done yet? No. What? Um, so this is my last school school week, and then next week is finals. Oh, man. Our last day was today, yeah. baby. Three. Yeah, no, we go through, uh, like, the second week of June. Because usually, I yeah. Ask. Oh, did not ask. You didn't ask what? <laughs> what Dallas? <laughs> no, no. We'll we'll put your front and center, and we'll get this question out of you one way or another, Dallas. Shame, shame him. <laughs> Come on, Josh. Put him front and center. Center. Yeah. All right. No, no. All right. No. So, what, so what, what was, was your question, Dallas? Dallas? You're on the hot seat now. <laughs> what was your side remark? Um, I don't remember anymore. Yeah, too <laughs> too late, buddy. You better think of something. <laughs> I can't think of anything. Put me in the spot. Oh my god. That's a position of shame. We don't lie on here. So we we're talking about school. <laughs> School being out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You also... <laughs> it's terrible. So, uh, but, but the Portland Dallas... Open was an awesome one to uh, watch. I uh, I went there and <clears throat> spectated all four rounds. Um, the final round was amazing. Um, let's see, who... who it was... Uh, uh, Adam Adam Hammes is the one that took it down in the overtime against the Goose. That was uh, those that was, last two holes. Yeah, dude. On uh, what was it? Yeah, seventeen, seventeen. Well, I'm talking about like eighteen it. in overtime. <laughs> yeah, but, but but even seventeen on seventeen on the final round, it shifted to where now uh, Aaron is going in with the lead, and Adam fell back by one, and then you know Corey and Adam. Did those rollers to just try to go for it? Adam gets put out. He was out what? It's like fifty over fifty feet. It was like forty-five, um, fifty, which I think was a little bit favorable, yeah. Um, yeah. considering where it looked like he went out. Yeah, and it was a little uphill, but you know, making that putt and having Aaron miss his because the pressure going into overtime and then sealing the deal was awesome for Adam. I I, I wanted Aaron to win. Um, I was rooting for the goose, but goose. Uh, 
But Adam, you know, after round one, Adam held that, you know, top spot, you know, doing hot rounds. And, you know, he earned this win for sure. Uh, I mean, I want to, I, I really want to see threw it away. He didn't it. earn the win. Who's threw it away? No, you missed a shot. That's, that's, that's not a throwaway. That's a, you missed a shot. He's not a robot well, page. He had a 200 foot. He's a goose. <laughs> he's, a, he's a goose. Yeah, I mean, I, I really want Corey Ellis to win a win a, a I think I think it was a good battle. I just think like he got his wires crossed when it was a backhand approach. He forced a forehand, left it short. When it was a forehand approach, he chose backhand, left it short. Um, and I think those are some of the biggest putts. And I think Dallas could attest to it too, where it's just like you throw your approach shot, you land like 35, 40 short. It's hard to mentally reset and get ready to hit that putt, especially when there's a lot of pressure on the line. Um, people find ways to do it. Don't get me wrong, but like Adam stepping up and hitting that putt was a way to dig deep and find to hit that. That was a huge putt. I don't want to take anything away from Adam, um, but like Goose should have never been in those situations in the first place. I think like going forehand because even if he like he leaves it short of the tree, even if he hit the tree, that's still closer than where he left it. Um, and just you, I don't think anybody makes that putt. I think two people in the world make that putt. Sorry, two people in the world make that putt after Adam bangs that putt. Um, and sadly, one's in Europe taking a very low position, and one was struggling in that tournament. It wasn't in that position. So, out of those two, Ricky and Paul, I don't think Goose could have hit that putt. But even like the advantage, like you look at the overtime hole, Goose put himself in the perfect position. For an upshot, Hammes puts himself in a, a weird scramble position. And then Goose messes it up. Adam carves the trees and parks it. Like, I don't know. Adam definitely but that, earned but it. That's but not, that's not uh, the Goose giving it up, though. Like, no, I mean, that's him. That's him buckling under pressure and making a I'm poor saying, decision. That's part of the game. No, no Goose, Goose, Goose wasn't saying it's not part of the game. Upshot. What was that? Goose wasn't under pressure under the upshot. Oh, my. Um, Um, Yeah. Aaron was not under pressure on the upshot. Should never miss that approach. I mean, but you're also under pressure because you're in sudden death overtime. I mean, that's a whole nother pressure. Because you got to make it. I wasn't being the... Squirrel? Squirrel? (laughs) He needs some... Sauce for his nuggets. We just keep getting different uh, views of his face. I don't think the pressure was there as much as, like I said, like him getting in his own way because that was his tournament to win. That was, he already won it. It came down to a 200 foot upshot twice for him to to win it. And him got it in his own way, short armed it, um, is what did him in. I don't think. Like, like I said, like Hammes did everything he could to win it and put that pressure on, but I don't think it was the pressure of the like moment. It's just like, are you willing to accept your win? And he was like, nope. And that's a Page problem. That's not a Dallas problem. <laughs> that makes sense. <clears throat> dun, 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 dun. But, yeah, that's tough. So we can segue from PDX Open a little bit. I know we're gonna. No way, we're not get... done. We're not. We can't, we can't just talk about it and not talk about the FBO. Oh, um, we can. We can do that. Oh, Tatar blew everyone out, guys. What a what a who wants Tatar? We can. No. Yeah, but, Tatar. Uh... Tatar. Tatar. We need yeah, a. But... We need an updating on Sayonata. the uh, Final Fantasy. Sayonara had a great great rounds. You know, she came in. She had a shot. She played her best. I think she. Was a very very. She was on point this this weekend, but she's also playing against a machine called Kristen. Um, no, I think Sai did everything on point. she could uh, to get second place. I think Sai's having an amazing season. That more mm-hmm. people should be talking about it because she's pushing herself into that top ten FPO in a big way um, by just being consistent. I think own battling back um, and taking a podium stance was huge as well, especially on a course that doesn't necessarily suit like owns game for her to find a way uh to get up there right because she was third 
I believe, or was it Corver that was third and Owen was top five? Um, Owen was third. Yeah, Owen was third. Okay, yeah. I thought so. And so, oh, like, tied for, with third. Yeah, for her to battle back, Corver. I mean, I think somebody I read somewhere where it's just like, is this the first where you have like a biggest age gap within like this top three or, or like top three, top four, where it was like 50, 40 year old, 30 year old, 20 year old, all of those ages like were represented into this field, which I thought was kind of cool, cool to see. Um, I mean, but yeah, Tatar just like ran away with the tournament. And even like the final day was hard to watch Tatar missing putts. Um, but they weren't bogeying. They were just kind of coasting. And it reminded me of the dominance when Paige Pierce used to win like three or four years ago, where it was just like, you're so far ahead that you could drop five to six strokes and still be so far ahead that nobody's going to touch you. And I was hoping the FPL was past that point. But like you said, the machine that is Sitar is reminding people that they are a beast. Yes. Whoever picked her is a genius. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) (laughs) um the the final note on uh pdx open before we move on from it was that this ended a big era for nate sexton it ended it that's heartbreaking man i mean is this a coincidence though like the emergence of dallas garber and the fall off of nate sexton (laughs) i'm just i mean (laughs) what was it i think it shows two people from the northwest (laughs) <laughs> two people from the northwest yeah you know 264 events since 2008 he's not not cashed like multiple countries um definitely sad to see that streak end but it's just one blemish on an amazing amazing career and so if you are of age where are you going with this sections two nice sexton the man, the myth, the legend. I don't know though. That's the thing. Like, oh yeah, but uh, <laughs> like, I did Dallas just have a sippy cup? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a sippy cup for that. That would have been great. But like, it's not even a blemish on him. He got sixty second. Like, it was still a good showing. For a section, it's just the depth of the field is ridiculously low right now. Like you can't, or high, or however it works, right? Like you can't just have like I think this would be like oh, in years past, if you look at it, like six years ago, he he does the same performance. He's cashing um, on some of these tournaments that where he's kind of just struggling fighting for that cash line. But now it's like if you're not on top of your game, if you're not pushing. Like, what is it? Like, one to two strokes can separate the top ten. Three to five strokes, you're, like, top 30 difference. And with it to be that tight, like, it's just, I mean, I think we're going to see see it more and more where it's just harder and harder to cash on these things. Uh, and Like, Sexton breaking the cash rate. He got 62nd, which is, like, just barely on the, the cusp of not cashing. Um, what was cash ending at? Was it, like, 60th? Uh, let me see. Top forty-five. I'm pretty sure it's forty-five percent. Um, yeah, so forty-five uh, was the last. Yeah, and so like he missed Bangkok. that. What is it? He missed it by two, four strokes. Is what he missed it by. That's the difference of him cashing was four strokes. Hmm. And so, like, I, it's hard to say that that's a blemish. It's hard to say, like, you know. Like where like a lot of people want to say like they were so quick to wash up a lot of our old players. I just think like it's almost good for Sexton to end that because I think his focus was every tournament he was showing up. Can I keep my cash streak alive? OTP open. The conversation was like, oh, Nate Sexton barely kept his cash streak alive. And I think shedding that burden of keeping that will allow him to focus hopefully and get back to top form. But he's also pulling a Dallas and only playing like six tournaments a year. Wow. Was, is Joe. that the longest cash streak? Mm-hmm. I don't I think there was somebody that's coming out that it's not the longest, but it's the I think one of the longer active ones. I think he I think no, I think he held the record for the longest. I was just wondering if like Ken Kalimo maybe. I don't know if he played that long. No, I don't think he played that long and 
But but and also, it's not like, saying that that he it makes him washed up. It's just you know when someone has this record that they've been holding you know for since 2008. That's just you know it's sad to see it go. You know it's I respect it. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm a competitor, true and true, and I want to see him compete again. I was kind of getting over like I loved when it was like the stat for Sexton was. Every single year that he played a pro tour event, he won a pro tour, and that was like a what, like eight year gap of that. I love that record because of competing, and this was the consolation that stemmed from that. That COVID broke for him, uh, and then it went to cash streak. But then it was like, how many of those days were fluffed, right? 5,543 days over COVID. How many tournaments did he really, really play? Because he was also one of the front people that were like, I'm not traveling for disc golf. My, you know, his wife works in a hospital setting. They're staying home, being COVID protocol. And so would that 5,000 plus days be as long if he would have played the three or four years? And then it just gets to be like, okay, cool. Like, could he have kept this cash streak longer if he was like one tournament a, one tournament a year and I cash? And so for me, like, it became more of like, you know, what is it? The asterisk next to it. And I didn't, I didn't like that very much. I'm, I'm a competitor. I want to see him compete. I want to see him battling it in the top 10. I love when he would show up and be like, Hey, I'm still here guys. Top 10 finish. Don't rain on his parade. Don't even. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not trying to rain on his parade. I'm just trying to give my viewpoint on it. That's what this whole podcast is about. Pages. No viewpoints. We know you hate Berg's. That's yeah. about it. That's all I got. Yeah. Oh, Championship I mean, level courses. Um, <laughs> and you think Nate Sexton fluffs. Yeah. And I think Dallas Garber is going to replace Nate Sexton on that pro tour in three to five years and start cashing. And but then what would his signature be... disc be? I mean, we have the Nate Sexton Firebirds. What's the Dallas Garber? Pure. The Dallas Garber Servini uh, right here. The Berg. You'd be a Berg man. I, I am a Bergman. Yeah. C-page. Actually, there's a disc. There is a disc that I don't know anyone else throws. It's uh, called a gooey. Kermikun. Oh, that's the one that has that texture, right? The Very the good disc. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like the leather bottom. Someone Was yep. it you, Dallas, that came on here and talked about that before? Yeah. Yep. Is that like the, tur- the turtle? Gooey? Gooey? The gooey. But speaking of discs, nobody throws. So Dallas gets second at Lake Havasu to start his turn or his year off right. Um, in MPO, huh? Tied for first. Just no second. That that was Tied there was first. a loss in the playoff. There was a legitimate first. first. <laughs> it's second. Tied and so, first. and instead of accepting cash because he's making a big junior worlds push, they give him store credit or do they want infinite credit? They convert his winnings over to yes. to E dollars for infinite. And this kid buys spends like six hundred dollars on all of like the no name brands of discs. He gets a war pigeon, he gets a landmine before, like he gets all of these discs in and then he throws them all. Do you want to talk about that experience, Dallas? Um, so that was super fun. Um when I got the money, I bought like I think I bought a few essentials, like some backups, but not much. I think it was like probably five to four hundred and fifty dollars in total that I spent on companies I didn't know. Um I wasn't trying to find discs to put in my bag, but just to like see things that I've never seen or thrown before. The whole experience was super cool. I think it was like thirty or forty discs in total. Um the war pigeon being one of the best ones in my opinion. What is a war pigeon? It's like a war pigeon. X. You know, like a pigeon with a gun or a helmet on. Pigeons can't <laughs> shoot guns. They don't have opposable thumbs. Lies. They got a, they got beaks though. But so Dallas is going to throw trigger? his first practice shot with us on camera. <laughs> yeah. Should I go over to twenty seven? Try to ace on camera. That'd be sweet. I'm getting a warm-up hole as well. If you ace on camera, Paige Hurtado will give away a Night Strike 1 to the first viewer. <laughs> it's uh, Hurtado? Her, her Patapo. It's her, her Patapo, <laughs> for sure. 
Purple people. And while you're walking, this is the pigeon. I love the stamp. The stamp's super cool. Two, three. Did you buy one of those big? I want to get like it's called the Bunker Buster or something. That's like the oversized fairway. It's like a condor, but longer. Huh. I was looking at it, never actually bought it. What is that? They're like 12 bucks on Amazon. I might buy one. But yeah, was it only the War Pigeon that made your bag for that limited time? Or did other just um, make your bag? So the War Pigeon, the main reason it was in my bag because it was a, it was a War Pigeon, dude. It's so cool. Um, <laughs> it, it wasn't like, I just never threw it. What was that? Sorry. No. Never, never threw it. Um, but it was just super cool to like pull it out and show it off. Um, I think the landmine I was testing out for a while. Um, Which is like your bird wasn't... replacement. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Because I, I didn't love the bird for backhand at the time. All right. yeah. Speaking of the bird, is... let's start it out with the bird. The bird ace? Let's see it. All right. I don't know how I'm going to film this, so I'm going to have to hold the camera. So, Can you lean it against your go. bag? I don't, I don't know if I can get the angle. All right. Did you, did you get dropped off unattended? Yeah. <sighs> wow. Can you see the basket? I can. All right. Let's see the ace. All right. <laughs> it was not meant to be a push-up. I was just trying to check the oh, camera. Trying to do a push-up, this kid. He's like, not. nope, can't do it yet. Maybe next year. Oh, my God. Don't look. <laughs> oh, we, we all saw oh, it. We're Dallas. looking. We're looking. <laughs> we all saw it. Here's Dallas really Eagle wanted. Garber here just showing Throw that in. the eagle was, in fact, a fluke. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> it's all right. It's a lot of pressure. See? And this is why Gossage missed. This is why he missed that putt. It's not that much why he missed that putt. It's not the putt. The putt, like, he doesn't make those putts. You're absolutely right. That's pressure. I'm not talking about the gooey. What's that? The gooey. You got the gooey with the you play stamp? Ooh. Trying it. What else do I got in the bag that I should try out? Should I do the. No, oh, where'd that go? I took it out of the bag. That's right. <laughs> Here we go. Page for you. Hey! Pathfinder. Pathfinder. It's way too short of a hole for a Pathfinder. I'm still going to do it. It just goes in. No. God. Wait, I got one more Pathfinder. It's yeah, a so cool one, TSA, though. if you're listening, I'm the reason Dallas is throwing a Pathfinder. Just saying. The, it is my most consistent mid right now. Always has to be about Paige. Oh, Absolutely. me, me, me. I got to make it about oh, me. Ooh, do it. Oh. <laughs> this is the I, whole Sam based, right? Yeah. Is there any other requests for discs that I have to throw? Uh, do you have your Watch War Pigeon on you? No, I didn't bring the War Pigeon. Nah. I don't oh, know what's in your bag pigeon. anymore. You want to throw that Trust Pass? <laughs> sure. I'll try it. Uh, I got that one. Oh, here's a fun one. And then we do three more, and then I'm done. All right. All right. All right. First one, Trespass. Is that super light? Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, it's like his very first disc, or like one of his first discs. My very first tournament, I got this as a player's back. Dude, hit that guy. It's my mom. It's his mom. <laughs> Oh, I thought oh. we were about ready to see Dallas wow. kidnapped on yeah. camera. I mean, <laughs> just walk up. <laughs> <laughs> just take them. Where does? Did you say you're just gonna get see Dallas get taken on screen? Yeah. So this is the thing about the kid, right? Hey, there's a heat with the mind bender over die. There's not empty. Ooh, Maybe. do Maybe. it. Oh, <laughs> I was right behind it. Good on paper, right? Last one, last one, Sonic. All right, get up, Ugh. dude. The Sonics are so hard to keep in the air. Oh, they're such a weird up. disc. 
I get a redemption. She brought it back. All, All right. right. Redemption. Last one. I Paige hates Bergs. He's going in. That's not going in. <laughs> <laughs> you got to forehand oh, that thing, dude. God. Man, I'm not even going to present these anymore. I'm just going to rack them up. <laughs> oh. Present them. Oh. Oh. I'm done. That was close enough. All right, Dallas. We'll let you get to your practice round, so why don't you give us a quick closing thoughts? Thank you for letting me on the podcast. The um, pod. This weekend, this weekend was super fun. Um, I think I gained like 100 and something followers because of that disc golf pro tour post. So far. Yeah, so far. Um, I don't know. Super fun. <laughs> uh, what do you want? All right. Oh, my mom is showing me something. <laughs> Quick little send off face. Oh, oh. Did he just do the Nate Sexton finger flip? Send, send no, he does the Simon Lazat. Fine. Gonna need the flip. Mm. <laughs> All right, hey, all right, Dallas. Appreciate you being on. Being on. One um, quick lefty. <laughs> what is it, Eagle McMahon? It's it's Dallas McBoy. Actually, that form looked pretty good for left-handed. Yeah, he's... I mean, All right. It's good All right, have a good, good night, man. Enjoy it's your round. Just... Thank you for letting me on. Absolutely. Yeah, you want to shout your sponsors out? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Disc and Dice and Infinite. Thank you mm-hmm. a lot. Um, my mom is a sponsor, big-time sponsor. Damn right. My she birthed dad you. is a sponsor. <laughs> he did his part. My cat is a sponsor. Give me company. I feel like this is just getting off the rails um, quick. <laughs> Panda Express. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm done. All right, Dallas. Have a good That's round. Page. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I'm not even going to let him leave. I'm just going to kick him. All right. Isn't, so isn't he sponsored by Jammers in the Rough? He didn't even shout us out, and he's even on the freaking team. No, you know yeah, what? He is sponsored by Jammers in the Rough. He's wow. All, and part of that sponsorship is literally one month. And he's used it. He's used it. Every month, he gets Panda Express as part of his sponsorship deal. And he's used it every single month. Is, is that what he asked for? Was That's what he asked for, and he gets it every month. Oh, my goodness. So oh, he yeah, shouts out Panda Express, but not... But not us. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, the kid's dead to me, anyways. But we just, you know, we, <laughs> no. add, we let we let everyone kind of fine tune what we do for them, and they and ask for what you want. If he wants Panda Express, boy, just Panda Express. Panda Express. Exactly. That's right? Hey, hold up one of those glass Cervini's. I want to see one. Oh, that's what. I was... All right. So, is it gummy? Uh, no, it's stiff. Uh, stiffer than the mica. Uh, not that stiff. Okay. Oh no! Have you thrown one yet? Are they flippy or no? The Micah's uh, gummier. Or uh, gummier. I haven't thrown put, it yet. It feels like it's going to be a little bit more stable. I'm going to put it in the bag and doing it. I'm going to test it out. Wait, is that a premium plastic one? Of what? The, the gooey? gooey. The gooey. Yeah. Yeah. Turn that like over. Let's see gooey. the bottom. So you can see the light. Yeah. You can see yeah, it you can see it. Ew, it's got ink. Never mind. I was going to say I want to try one. All right, guys, let's transition to closing thoughts. Cody, since you're all of a sudden talkative, why don't you start us? Well, yeah, my, my wife got home. The kids are away. Um, it's my last day. I have like a pile of boxes I need to open up from some loungers and other disc golf people. So I'm looking forward. Today was my last day teaching this summer. So I'm going to play some disc golf. Oh, heck yeah. But I'm tired. It's been playoff you play season. any tournaments? uh yeah like some just local ones nothing nothing crazy big i might sign up for some i would love to travel for disc golf this year like in summer take like a week and just drive somewhere i don't know if i drive to oregon just drive august 20th jellyfish jammers why don't you come down for that to oregon Uh, i think it might take me a while to drive there considering i live in maryland not maine fly i'll pick you up you got a place uh, to stay so i live i'm a teacher so our salaries are garbage and I have a stay-at-home wife. Um, so she can stay at home while you come in disc golf. So I, I eat, like, ramen noodles. How close got, are you to Illinois? Uh, probably, like, eight hours. 
I can drive. Which there. way? East, west, uh, north, like, south, n- like northwest. Okay. Well, are you going? You going to Illinois? No. Oh no. I just you know I I thought about how long it took me to drive there. Eight more hours out of that. You have no excuses so, in Oregon. I mean, how long is it? It would take me to drive to you guys probably thirty hours. That's what I'm telling you. Fly. We can crowdsource or That's true. fly out here for the tournament. Who's got points? I need points. Exactly. But Ooh. all right, Cody wants to travel for disc golf, but he really doesn't want to travel for disc golf. Josh, what oh. are your closing thoughts? Mm. Um, <laughs> my closing thoughts are that um, you know I'm really happy that Cody's not teaching anymore. It's the last opportunities for him to. Oh, you just want to go lives. into your carnival experience in the woods. Nobody cares. Oh, what's happening soon? You just want to put funnel away. cake dust on your body and do a Oregon circle. County Fair. Uh, he tried Paige to send Paige and I a con. What'd you send? He tried to send Paige and I. Is this like an article? article of Please read Express this article read? about my my carnival experience, and it's what it will explain it. We're like, no, we're not reading that crap. You're a carny. We both know it. I don't need some article. I proved you wrong. No, because no, because even Paige read a little bit of it. Yeah, I read a little bit offended. of it. I was like, hey, don't bring your kids until Sunday. That's what it said. Why? What happens out there, Josh? <laughs> no, it's just it gets crowded. There's a lot of yeah, people that's what out it there. Is. Yeah. The carnival orgy happens and Friday to <laughs> Saturday. The cannibal slaughter takes place the Tuesday through Thursday. They're putting well, funnel anyways, cake sugar on everything. My final thought, because you know I should be the one talking right now and not Paige, mm-hmm. um, is the fact that uh, pretty soon Paige and I are going to be posting our in the bags to our accounts, and we just want everyone to come view it. Why don't you tell me? Am I not supposed to do that too? Why would you not tell me about it? You could, yeah. No, 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 no. You just no. You just said, "Oh, just me." So I'm just gonna. Oh my god. We have a competition going. uh, The the TSA ambassadors, and so we're gonna be posting our in the bag. So we're gonna, you know, you got time? Go watch those videos. Give us some likes. I won't. I hope you don't. I'm gonna post my own video. I'll link it. I'll give you a spoiler warning right now. Paige is in love with the Votum. Paige is in love with the Construct. Paige is in love with the Praxis. And Paige is in love with Insta Vinny. So, my closing thoughts. I did want to give a little shout out to you all. Um, What was it like? It had to be like two months ago. Josh and myself got together, um, developed this stamp. We did some Micah Servinis for their first run. And that whole 100% of the profit to that was to fund um, my suicide prevention camps that I do. So Thrive Conference, which is a suicide prevention camp for Native American youth, um, is happening at the end of the June. So we're doing one of those events that kind of helps cover some of the discs. And then we'll be doing another one with one of the tribes, depending on Celeste or Warren Springs, um, later this summer, maybe early fall. So I wanted to kind of take this time to give everyone a huge thank you. Um, the discs are showing up. That fundraiser was wildly successful, and I really appreciate you all taking the time to kind of support with that. We'll, I'm sure we'll have some more opportunities in the future. Um, but right now, like, that's what this that's what this is, is a glass Cervini for our youth. Um, so these ones aren't for sale. I thought it'd be cool because I'm always about representation. Representation or representing matters. Representation matters. So having a state champion that's also native and leading that camp on a disc was huge to me. Um, So with that, I wanted to kind of transition to our sponsor, our highlighted sponsor for this week's episode, Terminal Velocity, who hooked it up with the Cervinis. This is somewhere, if you want to go, they have, you know, two amazing molds that are widely slept on, but not going to be slept on for longer. James Proctor is throwing the Ursus and loving it. Um, Oakley is continuing to throw the Ursus and love it. The Cervini is a great flip-up disc if you're looking for one of those. Um, So Terminal Velocity gets all of our love. Use code PAGE10 for 10% off. Um, So with that, keep it real, guys. Championship-level courses are for championship-level players. I'm going to keep that going as long as i can and while i'm thinking of it love to have you guys back 
we're looking forward to the midsection of the Pro Tour, getting away from the Oregon push, the West Coast push, and getting back into our rhythm. Josh, our Cody, is going to do a giveaway next week because we need to get on our giveaway shit. So with that, like, follow, subscribe, do whatever you want to do, but keep jamming it in the rough. We're out. Carnies. Peace.